0: Hi, this is Linda Day George, and you're listening to TV Confidential.
1: Ed Roberts, welcome to the Back to TV Confidential a radio talk show about television. Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are with us via Skype as we remember the life and career of Lyle Wagner. Lyle Wagner, one of the ensemble members of Carol Burnett Show, and of course, Steve Trevor on Wonder Woman. Lyle Wagner passed away this past Tuesday, March 17th at the age of 84. Lyle Wagner was also an entrepreneur. He started a company called Star Wagons, which has provided trailers to movie and television companies for the past 40 years. We'll talk about Star Wagons and Wagner's impact as an entrepreneur. Later on in this segment. Before we get into Star Wagons, just going back to what we said when we started the segment, I have received a number of posts on our Facebook page of listeners, followers, who just spoke of what fans they were of Lyle Wagner. And yeah. probably because, like a lot of us, we discovered him through the Carol Burnett show. And so, in that respect, his death hit close to home.
2: Yeah, I, I think we have brought this up I, countless times uh, what CBS Saturday Night was to our generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when it was All in the Family, MASH, the Mary Tyler Moore show, the Bob Newhart show, and the Carol Burnett show. And so, I mean, that was our Saturday night. And mm-hmm. this was before there was Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Uh, this there was before ABC had Love Boat and Fantasy Island. Uh, you know for a lot of people this was this was it you know then you know eventually you know all in the family moved to Sunday MASH moved to Monday but you still you know Carol Burnett still stayed on there and I remember when we would watch these shows there was always uh, a little tease for the Carol Burnett show during the commercial breaks. Yeah. Carol would be there with you know the guest star and say yeah later tonight we'll have you know uh, Roddy McDowell and our regulars Harvey Corman, Vicki Lawrence and Lyle Wagner So, you know, stay tuned, you know, and then you'd, you know, watch the rest of Mary Tyler Moore or Bob Newhart, but they will always come on. I am happy that, you know, TV Land, you know, they're showing uh, the Cobra Burnett show. We're seeing it at 11 Mm o'clock and they have Mm -hmm. the old animated uh, openings now not the syndicated opening. Oh, i have to look the, for that. Uh, and there's one, that I think like the second version, uh, there's three doors. One has a C, one has a B, one has an S. I remember that. Which, you, know, then they, you know, she turned turn it into the Carol Burnett show and the middle door would open and starring Harvey Corman, you know, featuring Vicki Lawrence and Lyle Wagner and, the, you know, those doors would yeah. open and then she would mop them up. Yeah, they would have that. Yeah, his, his voice, I mean, uh, he was so beneficial with all the commercial parodies, which I know was a favorite reoccurring bit that they would do. And I, yeah, I think, uh, you know, like the family, you know, Eunice mama and, and all that, that started after his departure. Yeah. But when they, yeah. they, every, every season they would do a couple of different types of commercial parodies and he was so beneficial, either he would be on camera or he would just be the voiceover it, They just added such legitimacy. I mean, people love the commercial parodies that Saturday night live has done. And they should, because they are brilliant. Mm -hmm. But Carol Burnett was doing it way before. But they would do like two variations of it. One was actually making fun of the commercial itself as its own segment. But others were just Carol being a housewife being invaded by the commercials. (laughs) (laughs) Those were the best. Yeah. Uh, Just people come and... um, She had no dialogue during the... Yeah, she would just react. Yeah. Yeah, she would come home and then she would hear like noise coming, you know, music coming out of the bathroom and it would be the Tidy Bull Man, and she would always wind up flushing him. <laughs> you know, like Lyle Wagner would be that voice. Or Lyle would come in, whatever the comparison, the taste test, whatever, come in and do that. And, you know, she would always be throwing these people out of out of her house. He was so crucial for, for all of that. But he would also just set up – yeah, I think – no, actually, he did set up the the very first sketch featuring the family. So you would see him on camera, close up, in a tuxedo – Setting up the premise for the sketch, hmm. and then they would go into the sketch. Yes. Right. And, uh, I, re- I that's remember how they were that
0: mostly room. in a tuxedo. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he also did uh, his impression of Mark Spitz, where he wore nothing yes. but a bathing suit and the and the gold medals. Yeah. So he wore them well. He wore them well. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. You can see that there was a certain love that Carol had for him. So the fact was, he was very, very funny. Yeah. Yeah, and he could also hold a tune for the musical numbers, which was uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Tim Conway could not sing, and so you would never see him in the music, or he would have to work around the musical numbers.
1: Yeah, he would do uh, he would do shtick in the background.
2: He would do shtick in the background. Uh, I think there was one where he was narrating. Which yeah. Basically, he was the narrator of the story, and he was playing straight, which he did such an amazing job. But Lyle Wagner can kind of was able to at least hold a tune and and, and participate in some of those musical numbers. Well, Please. he
1: was like Harvey Corman <laughs> in that he was a consummate performer. Yes, yes. he was.
2: That's a, that's a great way of putting him. He was in much more syndic-
1: than a, just a good look. He was not just a good looking guy.
2: No, he was not. Uh, he could carry it. Unfortunately, with a lot of the syndication packages, the musical numbers, all yeah. that. Yeah, you don't see them. You don't see that. You get it, you know, the show, it's cut to half an hour. And uh, so, yeah, so a lot of those bits, uh, yeah,
1: don't, uh, you know, we're, make get, it.
0: we're getting the wonderful sketches. Yeah. We're getting those, but I guess my guess is music rights.
1: Yeah. I'm sure that's got a lot to do with it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think, you know, there's songs like in public domain that they can get away with singing. Uh, I think any songs that are in the middle of a sketch, they could get away with. Uh, but, like, they did a musical number that was a tribute to Hollywood. Hooray for Hollywood is okay, but some of the other stuff. But, yeah, he was able to do that. And, unfortunately, with the syndication, you don't get to see a lot of those very elaborate musical numbers. I don't know if they're putting that out on any sort of package if they if they have the music rights. Uh,
1: but, yeah. Time Life, working with Burnett, have released... More than 100 full-length shows with the full musical sketches, including many of the shows from the first five seasons, which were held back, I think, because of clearance rights, but those issues have been solved. So those are available in various configurations through our friends at Time Life. Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are with us via Skype, as we remember Lyle Wagner of The Carol Burnett Show and Wonder Woman. Lyle Wagner passed away this past Tuesday, March 17th, at the age of 84. Fathom Events, I don't know whether you saw this, Fathom Events had planned another one of their one-night-only movie theater events where they were going to show about five or six favorite sketches from the first five or six years of the Carol Burnett show, the Lyle Wagoner era. Uh, Although I think they're also going to show the Gone with the Wind parody as well. But it was, oh. it was it was going to be, you know, like a, a full two-hour event where you would see the very best of the Carol Burnett show on the big screen, and then they had a number of extra features that would be part of the warm-up of the main event. That was scheduled for April. I don't know whether it's been postponed on account of COVID-19. If it is postponed, I hope they, they find, reschedule, they reschedule yeah. it. Because they do a wonderful job of taking... Classic shows from our generation, repurposing them and introducing them to a new audience to these one night only movie theater events. They did that with Lucy. They did that with Friends. They did that with the Elvis 1968 comeback. I think it's a great way of repurposing material.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, the Museum of Television and Radio is shutting down on, on this coast. It's still, you know, on the East Coast. But uh, they are closing the, uh, the facilities in Beverly Hills, and they, they used to do a lot of those events, yeah. uh, you know, evening with. I mean, I've attended a couple. I, I attended a couple of um, Hanna-Barbera events. One night was just the voices, and one night was actually Hannah and Barbera um, yeah. when they were still around. But, yeah, so it's nice that somebody else is doing, you know, events like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and I would say the the other, you know, unspoken cast member of that great ensemble would have to be Bob Mackey. Um,
0: <laughs>
2: yes. Yeah. I mean, you can't think of that gone with the wind sketch without his contribution to that, sketch because the biggest laugh is thanks to Bob Mackey.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. If you think about it, Carol Burnett makes a wonderful entrance. But, uh, yeah, Bob Mackey's contribution uh, to that sketch. And again, well, no. And,
0: and, you know, Carol Burnett opening the show with those gorgeous Bob Mackey gowns. And yeah. I remember, he was also doing Cher. But Carol Burnett looked not only stylish, she was sexy. She was beautiful. And that was, I mean, that Bob Mackey mm-hmm. played a huge role in that.
1: Yeah, and I understand that the concept for the dress was originally written into the script, and it was a combination of what was on the page and what Bob Mackey brought to life that resulted in the classic moment that's, according to legend, part of the, the longest sustained laugh in the history of television. Yeah,
2: it is, you know, definitely it is one of those moments when we are looking back at the show as a whole. Uh-huh. And you have that favorite moment. You know, when we talk the Dick Van Dyke show, it's the walnut episode. Uh, when we're talking WKRP, it is the Thanksgiving episode. Uh, but you know, you're talking about like one of the most memorable moments of the Carol Burnett show. It is her entrance in that dress that gets such a big laugh. Then the joke right after that. I just saw it. It's I saw it in the, the window know. and I couldn't resist. Yeah. Got it. That dress is you. Yeah. You know, I just thought, no, I couldn't resist. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing, because the biggest laugh in the history of that show, and, and, you know, debatably, it's thanks to Bob Mackie and that dress.
1: Well, it's thanks to Bob Mackie and that dress, and Carol delivering that line in character. Yes. Yes. Add all of that together, and that's why we have the laugh.
2: Yeah. Uh, Now, unfortunately, I don't see a lot of the bits with Lyle Wagner, but... Uh, The Carol Burnett Show also has some amazing outtakes. One of them is uh, with the family sketch, Mm -hmm. because, again, it's Tim Conway adding stuff that is not in the script. Yeah. And then Vicki Lawrence having the last word. Yes. And uh, you can find it on YouTube. It is often bleeped. We cannot repeat what she said, but you can. I'm sure you can find an uncensored version on YouTube. Yeah. uh, But it is often bleeped, which really takes away, you (laughs) know— You know, it is so much more funny if you could hear what she actually said yeah. in yeah. character. And uh, the one where Carol Burnett's singing a song and there's a horse in the background, a real horse. Oh, Why? I... Because the horse decides to relieve himself yes, they... in the middle of her song. And, you know, so the the Wrangler comes into the scene with a bucket and then he decides to take a bow and gets a bigger round of applause <laughs> than Carol. And then Carol just reacting to the horse's, you know, reaction.
1: Yeah.
2: And they're ready to begin the scene again, you know, to start up And she, she just said to the director in the booth, did we start again from number one or number two? <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, you know. Yeah. I would say in the, in the school of comedy, you know, it is getting command of the audience again, which uh, you, you have that type of situation on a show like that. And, you know, you know that you are out of control and it would be fine if you just lost it and started laughing or, or whatever. But the fact that she took control of the situation by having such a perfect line like that and mm-hmm. then go back to work. That's how a good comedian you know, gets command of the audience. But that, that was part of the brilliance of the show.
1: Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are with us via Skype, as we remember Lyle Wagner of The Carol Burnett Show and Wonder Woman. Lyle Wagner passed away this past Tuesday, March 17th, at the age of 84. You mentioned the entrepreneurial side of Lyle Wagner, where he would sell... The pamphlets, how to nail the audition, he would sell them to whoever asked them for it. The other entrepreneurial streak in Lyle Wagner manifested itself here in Los Angeles in what are known as star wagons, which are trailers, one of the brand trailers that production companies would rent uh, when they go on location to shoot footage or uh, movies or episodes
2: for the talent. If you go onto any studio lot, you will see... Uh, a lot of the star wagons parked outside of the sound stages on the studio backlots. There are other companies as well. Yeah, there are several companies that 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 provide uh, the service of uh, you know trailers for dressing rooms, wardrobe rooms, makeup rooms. Uh, sometimes even technical facilities. Um, if you're doing some sort of live broadcast, you can actually have you know like the, the directors based in in one of these trailers. And one of the things that makes star wagons unique is that. From the outside, they all look the same.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: that was part of uh, the thing. They all look exactly the same from the outside. They have the same, you know, uh, look, the same branding. Uh, you know, there are different versions, but it, you know, he has his his logo, which is Star Wagon's um, two G's.
1: Yeah, W G G O N S.
2: Yeah, uh, his signature, and it kind of mocks the uh, the Star Wars logo <laughs> a little bit um, with the look, but you have that. And, and uh, I was told that part of this was because a lot of people, you know, have a favorite nation's contract. So they all look the same. Uh, but inside, you know, the dressing room trailers, for example, you might have them split. So two actors can you know, basically uh, have their own smaller dressing rooms. Or you could have, you know, like the entire trailer is one person's dressing room. But you have, let's say, like a first class variety, you know, and, and so on. So, there are different styles. His product is very diversified, but you also have like a mobile writer's room or Mm -hmm. mobile uh, wardrobe facility, you know, with stackable washer and dryers and steam presses and all that.
0: Just the fact he was, he saw a need in the industry when there was a shortage of these portable dressing rooms. And uh, that's, yes, I will remember him fondly from the. Cal Burnett sure, and Wonder Woman, but every day on the streets, star wagons. That's his legacy. Oh yeah, just driving the
2: streets of L. A. You will see them on. You know, if they're on location. You probably will see those star wagons. But it started. I mean, he has told the story, and I know the story has has varied. But when he was playing Major Steve Trevor, his contract, and I'm sure Linda Carter's contract, said that they will have a trailer, and. There were times where they would get to a location and there was no trailer, and actors were told, "Oh, can you just change in your car?" And it's like, no, like, <laughs> and it's not just. The, I also want to backtrack a little bit. It's not just the fact that their contract said that they should have a trailer, right? To get dressed, hair, makeup, things like that, to have a proper facilities, just is necessary. This has been a big issue uh, recently it was an issue with, uh, performers with Telemundo. Just, you know, oh, you're going to you know, just uh, do their makeup on the street. And uh, it's like, no, you you know, you, you need the proper conditions, the proper lighting. Everything should be a certain privacy. Way. Yeah. Privacy yeah. is a huge thing. Now at the time, you know, in the seventies, uh, I'm sure the, the movie actors did not have a problem with the trailer, but the TV actors often had a problem. This was, uh, you know, we, we had a chance to interview James Best several years ago when he was mm-hmm. on the do so. This is one of the reasons why he walked off the show uh, for several episodes uh, because, you know, his contract said if we're on location, we are we have a trailer. And
0: uh, now the Screen Actors Guild make sure that you have a proper, appropriate place to change.
2: That. Yes. And um, when Telemundo merged recently with uh, NBC, uh, the Screen Actors Guild was able to step in and say, no, these telenovelas, you need these con- these proper work conditions. You know, especially uh, working here in Southern California and working, you know, what I'll bring up, since I brought Telemundo in Miami, you know, there are summers where we are working in triple-digit heat conditions, mm-hmm. proper air conditioning, proper facilities that need to be maintained. So while you are not on the set, you are... Uh, in the proper conditions, people can be filming out in the middle of the desert, and uh, you need these things. So, what one version of the story was that he rented RVs from pe- from families who weren't using them during the school year when production would be at its height, and then re-renting them. But the uh, one of the interviews that he had was, you know, I'm entitled to a trailer, and he went out and bought his own trailer. He was able to get the financing and bought his own trailer. And then, you know, basically leases it to the studio so he can have his trailer. Will Smith does. He has a very well-known trailer. Uh, so does Ven Diesel. They, they basically own it and they lease it to the studio so they could have it as their trailer when they're on set. But Lyle Wagner started then financing, you know, buying the trailers, buying his own trailers, and then uh, renting them to the studio for the purposes of production. So whatever he was paying monthly for the trailer, you know, his monthly payments for the trailers he bought, he was making weekly from the studios. Yeah. That inspired him to basically start building his own fleet of trailers. Yeah. You know, they would get certain requests. What do you need? And they could custom build trailers for the various needs. Yeah, actually, he they did have a request for a hot tub in the trailer, yeah. and they were able yeah. to accommodate that. But um, he had uh, the, the Queen Latifah. Yeah, the mirror. Yeah. The Queen Latifah spoke to him because she thought the, the mirror, there was a little dividing wall, which she thought was unnecessary, but she came up with an idea for a mirror, and they started producing uh, new trailers with uh, what they now refer to as the Queen Latifah mirror. This has been not only uh, a great boon to the industry, but he had more success with these trailers than uh, you know he ever had a, as an actor. And, and the acting community is grateful. They are grateful, but you know the, the thing is... You, you talk to somebody outside the industry, you throw out the name Lyle Wagner, and they'll go, oh, yeah, the Carol Burnett show, I loved him on that, or I loved him on Wonder Woman. But if you talk to anybody in the industry, the yeah. response was all, that guy has made more money off of those trailers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this. You two are both working actors. You've been on sets. Have you, in in the course of your working on sets, have, can you speak from experience about the benefits of the Star Wagon?
0: They're comfortable and they it's a, it's a place. It's a place to put your stuff. you know it's secure, it's comfortable. you have a place to sit, makeup, table, restroom. So it's, it's it's much more
2: utilitarian than a traditional RV, which we have been on sets where yeah know, where were they rented those and they're nice And they're fine. Uh, but you know it's...
0: But to have something that was built as a dressing room for actors on set versus a traditional RV, which which yes are are comfortable. How many people are you sharing it with? You know, we've been in some of those where not only did
2: they have uh, wardrobe, makeup, and kind of a common area. A place where you could just sit down and put your, you know, rest <laughs> and kick back for a few minutes.
1: Yeah, as, as you prepare, as you prepare yourself to play the character in the next scene that you got to shoot that day. But I, it sounds like it, it makes a difference to to spend, you know, your day, however long you're on the set, in a facility that was built specifically for a working actor in mind.
0: Exactly. Yeah. No, we
2: worked on a project together, and it was raining. And um, to have not only a place where we could get changed comfortably and, you know, we, we had to wait for a little break in the rain.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And mm-hmm. there are stories about uh, people who have worked on productions and they had not made that type of consideration. They didn't have a rain plan. And people are in like, you know, they're, they're expecting people to hang out in makeshift tents. You know, when I say makeshift tents, I mean, you know, like somebody trying to take a couple of tall sticks and string a blanket over it.
0: Yeah, I was on a set once where had had the weather been nice, it would have been perfect. The weather was anything but, and they ended up pulling a van around for the talent. Just wait, someplace warm and dry.
2: Yeah, the, the custom made, you know, you can, and not only that, you can run your production operation out of there.
1: Yeah
0: personally I love the star wagons because I know it'll have everything I need for the day.
2: Yeah, you see that brand, you know, it's it's a standard of quality.
0: That I remember the first film I did in Los Angeles, they brought me to my room, it was a star wagon. I thought I'd arrive. <laughs> <laughs> basic basic of dressing rooms, but it was perfect. Yeah. And I I just remember being Okay, this is good. I'm a professional. My name was on the door. Ah, good times.
1: <laughs> Child of Television at BlockSpot.com. Child of Television Also, StorySalon.com. Donna's four part novel series is now complete.
0: Yes, it is. The last book, Fall Again Reunion, was published a few months ago. You'll see where the story finally ends.
1: And to find out how the story begins and end, go to FallAgainSeries.com. Tony and Donna, we'll see you both next time. Next, next time. time. We'll be back with more TV Confidential right after this.
2: Uber is the mobile app that connects you with a driver for immediate transportation. Request a ride at the tap of a button and you have a driver curbside in minutes. You can choose to be driven in a black car SUV or you can choose UberX, the low-cost Uber. For a ride in a hybrid or mid range car. Payment is seamless and cashless. Build to your card on file with no need to tip. Enter the promo code TV Confidential after you download the app to receive a free first ride up to $20. For more information, go to get.uber.com
1: forward slash go forward slash Confidential. One more I don't want to tell you about ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN, the number one rated virtual private network, according to TechRadar. A lot of us are hunkered down right now. We're either working from home or we're just staying at home, waiting out the shelter in place order. That means a lot more of us are online right now. Unfortunately, that also means a lot more hackers are online right now looking for ways to get your private information. But you could put your mind at ease by checking out ExpressVPN. It is the fastest, most secure, and easiest to use virtual private network service in the world and you can try it right now for free by going to tryexpressvpn.com forward slash tvconfidential tryexpressvpn.com forward slash tvconfidential expressvpn has easy to use apps that run seamlessly in the background of your computer phone and tablet all it takes is just one click and your device is protected expressvpn secures your internet browsing and makes it anonymous by encrypting your data and hiding your public ip address it also lets you surf the web safely without being snooped on by your isp the government or hackers plus expressvpn will protect your personal data such as credit card information account logins, and other sensitive data from being stolen. Go to tryexpressvpn.com forward slash tvconfidential for more information. ExpressVPN offers servers in 94 countries so you can access the internet from a wide variety of locations. Sign up for 12 months at tryexpressvpn.com forward slash tvconfidential. TV Confidential, sign up for 12 months and you will get an extra three months absolutely free. That'll bring down the total price to about seven bucks a month. And if you're not completely satisfied after one month, there's a 30 day money back guarantee. Visit tryexpressvpncom forward slash TV Confidential, expressvpn.com forward slash TV Confidential for more information. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear,